0: This week on Vedic mythology, music, and mantras, we're going to take a look at the ascetics and mystical saints of the Vedic tradition. This podcast is presented by Pujanet, P-U-J-A dot N-E-T, your Vedic resource on the web. Keep an eye on the website in the next few days for our annual 11-day Maharudra Yajna, which will feature special events both in Kanchipuram and Varanasi. Every religious tradition has a role for those who renounce the world to devote themselves exclusively to the pursuit of spiritual perfection. This is perhaps the most difficult undertaking to which a human might aspire. We see around us in the world today so many examples of ways in which this quest can go horribly wrong. Perhaps it's because the goal is to tap into the immense power of the universe, which is possibly out of kindness, usually hidden from our view. I'm always struck by the apparent paradox in which the Vedic tradition holds that the divine is always within reach. They say that God wanted a hiding place, and so he decided to hide in plain sight deep within our hearts. And yet when we consciously search for a more direct experience of him or her, the journey seems very long indeed. Non-Vedic traditions tend to take these religiously devoted individuals and provide for them in a more organized and structured environment in which they can ideally undertake their devotions. The monastic life has always been a feature of cultures, and although the ideal has seldom been achieved, that path was always available. India and the Vedic tradition is somewhat different. One of the features of these traditions is that they have ultimately, at least in my opinion, helped to preserve it, and that's been that it is a non-centralized religion. There's no formal organization, no supreme authority, chaos reigns, and in a pretty good way. Sadhus or renunciates are frequently and traditionally wanderers, not tied to a particular place. They are generally expected to stay in one place no more than three days at a time, except during the rainy season. This has the, probably intended, effect of making sure that no one has too much power in a worldly sense. In fact, traditionally a sadhu would be expected to have few possessions other than his clothing, a cup and bowl for eating, and a water pot. We who live surrounded by our technologies and comfortable homes have a very difficult time understanding why someone could consciously and intelligently choose that style of life just to be able to repeat mantras all day. Indeed, we have to remember that Mandana's insult to Shankara when he suggested that sadhus are just people too lazy or inept to hold a job and support a family. But I think the true explanation may run a little deeper than that for several reasons. First of all, holding as I do that jyotish, or Hindu astrology, reflects the natural structure of the cosmos. There are very concise and not terribly complicated rules that show when an individual would be drawn to a life as an ascetic, and simply stated that typical sadhu's chart would show great weakness in the second, the fourth, and the tenth houses of money, family, and career, respectively. And secondly, their eighth house would be exceptionally strong, giving deep inner mystical and spiritual experience, as well as would their twelfth house for retirement from society's norms, and then possibly supplemented by a strong ninth house if they are part of an organized religious order. There are, of course, variations on this theme, but all I am saying is that it seems that the universe was designed to accommodate people for whom the spiritual pursuit overthrows the need for a contemporary life of family and career. When I visited Varanasi this past September, we would walk down to the Asi Ghat from the hotel, and we would always pass by, pass by this particular sadhu and I say that in quotes, who sat in the same place every day. He looked the part with long, wild, unkept hair, a dirty white dhoti that had certainly seen many better days. And it was spread out in front of him were various articles, like Rudaksha beads and Shiva photos and so on. He had a dramatic tree propped up against his shoulder. And I'm not sure what he did to get them, but clearly he was hoping for donations from the many tourists that walked by and who probably just didn't know any better. But a few days later, we went to a small ashram, not all that far away, to do anadanam, the gift, offering the gift of food to sadhus, and this is the first time that I had ever done this in person. When we entered the area, where they were all waiting patiently, I was immediately impressed. Here were roughly 50 men who exemplified the Vedic ideal. As part of the process, I went to each one and applied a tilak to his forehead, and dropped a few flower petals on the top of their heads. It was like performing a quick mini puja meeting each one up close even if only for a few seconds it was enough for me to feel their dignity the softness of their character and the easy devotion that they had to their chosen path in life they were really quite happy and contented people that fellow sitting on the way to asigat was just for tourists he had all the clothes and none of the content in his heart These guys in the ashram were the real deal, and it was an inspirational moment that I will never forget. And what struck me more than anything else was that these ascetics, these men whose worldly possessions could be carried from place to place pretty much in one hand, were missing nothing. They weren't miserable and barely surviving. Instead, they were perfectly content and radiated a genuine peacefulness. So perhaps the key to understanding the ascetic tradition is to see that there comes a time in a soul's spiritual journey when the quote, pleasures of the world are not enough. Is it possible that when we all, what we all cherish so much—a nice home, a new car, and lots of fashionable clothes—may just be a distraction to them? Could it be that in this world, just a, that this world is just a muddy reflection of the more pure bliss of the divine that they are in contact with? Keeping in mind that the Vedic tradition rests on experience, not theory, spiritual imagination, or even intellectual fantasy, there are some very clear representations of spiritual experience that come from Utpaladeva's Shiva Stotravali. And I'm going to use the translation by Constantina Bailey, which she entitles Shaiva Devotional Songs of Kashmir. So our question is, Is it possible that we who live in the world of comfort and possessions look at the ascetics and think they live in privation and scarcity? Or could it be the other way around? Utpaladeva lived in Kashmir around 900 to 950 AD, and this text records some of his experiences of an exalted devotional state in a series of 20 songs uh, addressed to Shiva as a benevolent deity who returns the devotion of the devotee back to him a thousandfold to begin with in the 16th song utpaladeva says what indeed is there in the world that does not conceal you yet nothing exists that can conceal you from your devotees here in this world another world exists that bears as fruit joyousness for your devotees and in an amusing aside, he manages to get in a little poke at those who would overintellectualize. The knowers of the Shastras become deluded, and thus become estranged from you. Indeed, delusion produces estrangement, but you appear for devotees as the one unrivaled truth. So my theory is that for the accomplished ascetic who has access to a clear vision of the inner reality, The world becomes just so much excess baggage, something of no real consequence. As Utpaladeva wrote, neither this world, nor a friend, nor a relative belongs to me at all. When you were all this, who else could then be mine? Those who have gotten just a whiff of the fragrance, however slight, of your lotus feet, to them all things of enjoyment, even those much desired by the gods, appear to be putrid and undesirable. So perhaps, I'm starting to suspect, the joke may be on us. And for chanting this week, since we have been talking about ascetics, we have to start with Shani, the planet Saturn, without whose blessings no one would be able to let go of their attachment to the world. And we'll listen to Shani Stotram, which is about two minutes in length. And then, of course, we have to focus on Shiva, the ascetic god who sits in meditation on Mount Kailas, his remote mountain. I'll be playing the uh, Kalabairava Ashtakam, which is eight verses in praise of Kalabairava, the form of Shiva, who rules time, and therefore the universe. As Shiva is the destroyer, in his form as time itself. Sooner or later, time consumes and conquers all. Uh, The Ashtakam is about six minutes in length and is sung very beautifully. And then finally, we'll end with a full Shiva Puja. And then that will be it for this week. As always, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next
1: time. Om Namah Krishnaya Namah Prutantaya Chavahinamaha Namo Nirmamsa Dehaya Dirgas Mestrojataya Cha Namo Vishala Netraya Stola Romnena Chavahinamaha Namo Dirghaya Sushkaya Kala Dhamstrana Mastute Namakota Rakshaya Durrni Kshyaya Vainamaha Namo Nilam Dhukaya Nilot Palanibhaya Cha Namo Ghoraya Raudraya Bhishanaya Karaline Namaste Sarra Bhakshaya bali namastute surya putra namaste esto bhaskara bhayadayay cha adho drushtey namaste samvartaka namo stute namo mandagate tubhyam nistrimshaya Namastute, stute नित्यं योगरतायच नमो नित्यं क्षुदार्ताय अतृप्तायच वै नमः ज्ञानचक्षुर्नमस्तेस्तु कास्यपात्मजसो नवे तुष्टो ददासि वैराज्यं रुष्टो Devasura Manushyashchya Siddh Vijyadharo Vilokita Sarve Nasyam Yanti Samulatah Namaste Kona Pingalaya Namastute Namaste Babhru Rupaya krishna yachana namo namaste raudra namaste chaanta cha namaste yama samgnaaya namaste sauraye vibho namaste mandarupaya, roopaya charana deva varar doham pagatah prasadam kuru dinasya pranatasya cha iti
2: Sutra I चमोचकम Kang, Sushar Madaya Kang Vibung, Swarna buttons need
1: Sing Kelame, Siva Puja, Siva Dhyanam. Namaste, Deva Devesha, Namaste Parameshwara, Namaste, Vrishabharoda Nakara Yanamo Mahadevam Mahatmanam, Mahapatakana Sianam, Mahapapaharandevam, Makara Yanamo Namaha, Sivam Santam Jagannatham, Shiva me kambara ambande, shikar, ayanamo, namaha. Vaha numbers of yesya vasak, kantavoshanam. Vame sected her ambande, akar, ayanamo, namaha. Yetra could trust it amdevam, sarvab, yapinamishwaram. Hilling gambuje, enicham, yakar, ayanamo, namaha. Parameshwara, yanamaha. Jayami, janam samarpayami. Ava (laughs) Asanam (laughs) Samar (laughs) Payami, (laughs) Navaratna Kacheta Divyasim Padayo, Padjam Samar Payami, Argyam Yo, Argem Samar Payami, Muke Achemani Yam Samar Payami, Ubajarekasanam Vastram Samar Payami, Ignor Pavetam Parimalastri Chandanam Samar Payame, Alankaranartham Achatam Samar Payame, malikam Samar Payame, Iti Pushpai Hippuja Om Siva Yanabaha, Om Maheswara Yanabaha, Om Sambhava Nabaha, Om Pinakin Nabaha, Om Sisisekara Yanabaha, Om Vamadeva Yanabaha, Om Virubaksha Yana maha, oom Kapardin Ena maha, Oom Nila Lowhida Yana Om Oom Sankara Yena Maha, Oom Sulabana Yena Maha, Oom Katvangin Ena Maha, Oom Vishnu Vallabha Yena Maha, Oom Sibivista Yana Maha, Oombikanadha Yana Maha, Oom Om Bhakta Vatsala Yanamaha, Om Bhava Yanamaha, Om Sarva Yanamaha, Om Trilokesha Yanamaha, Om Siddhikantha Yanamaha, Om Sivapriya Yanamaha, Om Vugra Yanamaha, Om Kapaline Namaha Om Kamarine Namaha Om Anthakasurasodana Yanamaha Om Gangadhara Yanamaha Om Lala Taksha Yanamaha Om Kalakala Yanamaha Om Krupanitha Yanamaha Om Bhima Yanamaha Om Parasuhastha Yanamaha Om Rugapanin Yanamaha Om Jatadhara Yanamaha, Om Kaila Savasin, E Namaha, Om Kabachin, E Namaha, Om Katora, Yanamaha, Om Tripurantaka, Yanamaha, Om Rushanka, Yanamaha, Om Rushabha Rodha, Yanamaha, Om Bosmo, Dolita Vigraha, Yanamaha, Om Samapria, Yanamaha, Om Sarvamaya, Yanamaha, Om Trayamurta Yenamaha Om Maniswara Yenamaha Om Sarvagna Yenamaha Om Paramatma Yenamaha Om Somasuri Agni Lochana Yenamaha Om Havish Yenamaha Om Yajnamaya Yenamaha Om Soma Yenamaha Om Panchavakra Yenamaha Om Sadasiva Yenamaha Om Bisweswara Yanamaha, Om Vera Bhadra Yanamaha, Om Gananadha Yanamaha, Om Prajapata Yanamaha, Om Hiranyareta Yanamaha, Om Durdarsha Yanamaha, Om Girisha Yanamaha, Om Girisha Yanamaha, Om Manakha Yanamaha, Om Pujanga Pushana Yanamaha, Om Parga Yanamaha, Om Giridhanvan Enamaha Om Giripriya Enamaha Om Kurti Vasa Enamaha Om Purata Enamaha Om Bhagavat Enamaha Om Pradhamadhipa Enamaha Om Murchunjaya Enamaha Om Sukhsmatana Enamaha Om Jagatvyapen Enamaha Om Jagatgura Enamaha Om Yomakesha Enamaha Om Maha Sena Janaka Yanamaha Om Charu Vikramaya Namaha Om Rudra Yanamaha Om Bhutapatha Yanamaha Om Sthana Venamaha Om Ahir Budhraya Yanamaha Om Digambara Yanamaha Om Ashtamurtha Yanamaha Om Anekatma Yanamaha Om Sattvika Yanamaha Om Suddha Vikraha Yanamaha um Sasratta Yanamaha, Om Kandaparasa, E Namaha, Um Aja Yanamaha, Um Pasavimochaka Yanamaha, Um Roda Yanamaha, Um Pasupata E Namaha, Um Deva Yanamaha, Um Mahadeva Yanamaha, Um Mavia Yanamaha, Um Hara E Namaha. Um Bujatanta Petrenamaha, um Avyagra Yanamaha, Um Dakshadarahara um, 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 Yana Maha, Um Hara Yana um, Maha, Um Baganetra Pidena Maha, Um Avyakta Yanaha, Um Sahastraksha Yanamaha, Um Sahastrabada Venaha, Um Abavargaprada Yana Maha, Um Ananta Yana Um Taraka Yanamaha. Um Parameshwara Yanamaha Oom Parameshwara Devata Yanamaha Nana Vidaparimala Patra Pushpakchata Anjalim Samarpa Yame Dhupam Agrapa Yame Saksat Prachakchamangala Deepam Darsayame Naivejyam Samarpa Tambulam Samarpa Yame Karpura Nirajanandarsya Yame Atma Pradhana, Pradakhana Maskara and Samar Payami, Chatra the Sakalo Pajara Pujam Samar Payami, Rakshan Dharayami, Tatpuruja Javid Maha, Deva Yate Maha, Tanor Draprajodaya Prasada Palasid Hirosto.